All right, you wanna uh, you wanna do one? Let's rock it, bro. One for the let's rock the Gramsies and Gramspies that watch the sh- watch the watch the podcast. Watch the podcast. Hey, to all our viewers, I I started calling my wife bro, and uh, she is not a fan. Odd. <laughs> Boy, Tanner, my oldest son, who's fourteen. He's fourteen and already. He's in he's in high school, so his. It's, it's almost like the, once you get into high school, someone hands you a list of words you need to use over and over again. Yes. And his is, brah. 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 So every time he says it, brah. I know this is probably douchey, but every time he starts, I, I go, yeah, brah. I know, brah. Yeah, you're and my dad. Just, and he laughs, and then he just he just keeps doing it. Yeah, because like he's not going to stop. He's not going to stop, but it becomes hilarious to him when you do it. My brah. dad opened my brother's yearbook once, and someone had written, have a kick-ass summer. And my dad was like, Kick ass. Have a kick ass summer, Jeff. Hey, it's kick ass. And he would say kick ass. Jeff. And we would just die laughing, dude, because it was my dad obviously mocking how we spoke, but at the same time, coming out of his mouth sounded hilarious. God, I, I didn't realize the name Jeff. You, it's easy to mock that, Yo, depending God, on how yeah. you say it. Jeff. I tried to make Jeff the new Donnie. <laughs> Jeff. My brother was like, can we not do the Jeff is the new Donnie jokes? I'm like, yeah, but kind of. No, rule number one, never ask a comedian what they can't, if they wouldn't mind, if they wouldn't mind. Right. Uh, welcome to Hollywood Anonymous, I'm Brian Irwin. I'm John Hunter. Right, um, yeah, bro, I mean, it's, uh, bro, bro, uh, they, I mean, they throw out some other stuff all the time, um, what are the trash, cool? everyone's trash, oh, everyone's trash, trash, that's trash, <laughs> is this it is a trash, hot, is it a hot garbage fire? No, they don't use hot mess. That's more of a middle-aged term. What about hot, wet farts? No, that's college. <laughs> that's more college. Because you start making, you know what, the reason why I bring that up is because in college is where you, when, when you're on your own, you start making independently poor decisions at what you want to eat that day, and you don't oh, yeah. really realize the consequences. Hmm. But you got a dollar, it's burning a hole in your pocket. And, and it's, Yeah, you, you feel, also you feel that dollar's going to last forever. And everyone's talking about that Euro shop is all the rage in the college campus. By the way, yeah. do you notice that, like, there's no, where do you see Euro shops? Do you see them around your neighborhood? No. I mean, no. Where do you see them? Go anywhere near a college campus. And someone is, uh, there, there's a Euro shop right I'll there. be honest, though. I, uh, Not Euro, like, like you know, um, Euro dancing. Um, no, you're saying Euros. Not electronica. You're saying Euros. Euros. It, well, it's Euro, right? Isn't that how you say it? Euros. Euro? Euros? Euros. I don't know. Um, Greek lamb meat. I wanted to tell you, you can, we, can we bring our guest in right yes, away? Yes, let him in. He's it. been standing outside for so long. No, our, our, it's... Uh, it's um, Talented actor, by the way, um, and I and it, I want to bring him in because I like how you say that like you just it. figured it out. No, 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 like, no. You no, know no. what I was looking at? Right, and also neighbor. I don't know which one he likes to go by more. <laughs> but <laughs> I think it's IMDb page. Nate Brian Irwin's neighbor is this you know, a movie? But so I've had hello, Nate. Um, I'm a neighbor to everyone. Yeah, that okay. Oh, that's, you, you you know oh, what you are? I'm so, America's neighbor. You're a regular Mister Fucking Rogers. Always waving. Sometimes they don't wave back. Whittling, but that doesn't matter. Had an encounter yesterday, actually, we can talk about later off the air with a, with a neighbor who did not wave back. That happens. Got a stare down, too. We, but Strange. Th- Looked at you and didn't wait. Didn't, not, it's not like he can pretend he didn't see you now. Nope. The hand remained firmly in his own pocket. Did not come up. Just a stare. There's a high and low in this wow. neighborhood with that stuff. It, 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 there's an ebb and flow wow. that Nate and I, we've been talking about this for years. How long have you been in this neighborhood now? Nine years. Nine years. Wow. And I've been, You've been tw- what are you 12 and a half. 12 and a half. So, um... 
but there's been an ebb and a flow of like people just, and you won't even know that they've got a, a beef with you all of a sudden. That's the weird thing about oh. this neighborhood that they've come up with their own reasons for being disappointed in you, and you're like, we don't. When did this happen? I'm you know, not measuring it's like a, myself by that. That's How a are that's you? a neighborhood dynamic. But I, I want to go ahead. I'm sorry. Or or there is no beef, and it is completely invented in my own head because I see ghosts everywhere. <coughs> okay, well so that's me, probably more. So uh, you're Nancy Drew. You're Nancy Drew. A and a little from column B. Yes. Yeah. A shared. Yes. But okay. So I want to ask both you guys this. So I'm a very hyper aware driver, and I used to, and I'm bringing this up because I used to take offense. That when I would drive past somebody I knew, and they wouldn't acknowledge me, they just kept going. And after a while, I was like, I think they're panic drivers. Does that make sense? Like, they can't focus on anything yes. but driving, so if they don't see you. You think, like, we're driving right past each other. I'm waving to you. I can see you. I can do two things at once. Yeah. And there are some neighbors that never wave to me when they're in their car. Because they're afraid if I, they don't look at the, if they take their eyes off the do road. You think that, so which one are you? Well... Which one am I? Which are, can you, are you a, a hyper-aware, and you can acknowledge anybody, or I'm, are you focused only on I'm driving? I'm hyper-aware, dude. I am the best driver I know, okay? <laughs> wow, that's... <laughs> Honest to God. I get you on a track. I watch people... You get me on a track. I watch people drive. Is that a threat? I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for them, dude. Like, I'm embarrassed for people who, who like, don't... Who get in the left lane and drive... 35 miles an hour on a highway. I'm, I, I, you should have your license taken away, dude. Your wife, if you're a man, your wife, your girlfriend. I'm a man. You, you should, she should be able to kick you in the balls for like every six minutes until you learn to not do that. Like, there are things I see on the road every day where I'm like, who taught, where, why, how? How is this, how are you allowed? And I know some of these people I get in cars with them, I'm like, are you kidding? This is what we're doing? I want to paint the picture for the audience. Huck has removed his shoes. Yeah, took them off. Dur during that. Had to, had to keep cool. Relaxed very comfortably in a, uh, a love seat right now, mm -hmm. crushing LaCroix. Crushing it. And still find a way to be angry. <laughs> is it? Is it? Did I fix the? I know it was really hot. And it, is it better? No, it's comfy now. It is. Oh, yeah. I just want to make sure because yeah, it was. I love it the was old, boiling. Uh, October heat wave we get every year oh, when I'm trying to plan a Halloween costume and worried about sweating through it. Was that you and I that were joking about that? That that's going to be the new show October, the new cop show October Heat on no, USA Network? That is, that's good. That's such a 1990s, early yeah, yeah, 1990s. Like silk yes. October Ooh, Heat. Yeah. Silk stockings. <laughs> yep. Red Shoe Diaries. Uh, yeah. They're all on Amazon Prime, oh, yeah. dude. It's either on Amazon Prime or IMDb TV, uh, which is my new favorite. So, How, which, which is what I want to get back to in a sec because I've been obsessed with the Rockford Files, something I did not watch when I was a child because yes, it did not have. relate. It didn't relate to me. But I'm no, fascinated. I'm I'm fascinated with what we what kind of life we were living and what kind of things men and women did and what men got away with because it's like it's all right there on the on on the screen, you know. And and the Rockford Files just cracks me up. It's it's a middle aged white male's wet dream. That's all that show is. Mm -hmm. It's just. Get us as uh, many background females in bikinis as we possibly can that are 20. James Garner is middle-aged, and yet everyone, every woman is, is, is that he's invest helping help out is 22 years old, a bombshell, and of course they fall in love. You know what I mean? Like, and he's got the kick-ass cars, and there's car chases all over the place. But all of that aside, I'm enjoying watching it. But it reminded <laughs> me of something of my childhood, and I kind of feel like this is... This is kind of who you are. It's like I'm watching it. And I'm like, oh my god, 
there's that, that there's 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 the uh, so and so actor that uh, he was in everything when I was growing up, and uh, not necessarily that that's, you know, what your game plan is, but you've been in a lot of stuff, and I wonder sometimes because I know you in a different way, it's like there's people probably in Iowa that are like, oh, it's it's uh, Nate Cordry again. I, I love it when he shows up on my shows, you know, and and does. For what you would call, I guess it's a character arc, or what, what is it called when your guests? There's different versions of uh, what you like could do a on recurring, a show, recurring uh, character. Yeah, sure. Or just a one-off where you show up in like a really popular television show, and you're in it for a sec, and you do your thing, and it's just you've had, and, and which is one of the things we want to talk about today is that we were talking about it yesterday before we did the show that you've had a really good run lately, actually since the last time we saw you, and you're co- you're showing up on all these amazing television shows. I think the landscape may be a little bit different, obviously back. Then, when the Rockford Files and all those shows were on, there was three networks, yeah. right? And everybody three networks, was pulling. five shows. Yeah, five same, shows. Same ninety actors on everything. Exactly. And I don't know. I mean, do you do you like the fact that that could be how you're identified? I mean, I, I, it, it, is that offensive to say that you're the guy that shows up on a lot of stuff? Like, how do you? No, not not offensive at all. I don't think anyone in, in Iowa like knows my name, um, but they may recognize my. I was on a a baseball trip with my dad a couple years ago where we spent a week. I was with my nephew as well. And we went to different ballparks for like awesome. four or five days. Awesome. We were in the Midwest. And we were in Cincinnati. And Harry's Law, which was this NBC yeah. lawyer show that I was on for two years, um, that no one in on the coasts watched, but everyone in the middle of the country enjoyed. Uh, I was... in that show was set in Cincinnati... Uh, I was at the Cincinnati ballpark, and someone recognized me, and they recognized me from my walk, which that was the first, because I do have a very specific walk. I have my feet stick out. I have, like, duck feet. I'm always in first ballet position, and I have a bit of, like, a looping, sort of lumbering walk. It's a it's the Cordry walk, actually. My <laughs> uncles have it. My dad has it. Um, but to go back to your uh, question, Brian... Yeah, I, that's sort of the dream. The dream is to um, the dream is to work. The dream is to work with people who you um, who you aspire to, uh, you know, create stories with. I've been really lucky to work with some some people who I had admired before I showed up, and that's really rare. And if I keep this going for the next uh, twenty five years, great. Okay, like of to be like. One of those guys, awesome, awesome. And because the next step after that, when people know your name, um, that brings a lot of great stuff, but a lot of complicated stuff, too. And that's never in my life have I ever had any kind of issue with someone saying, like, with being weird on the street. Like, that, that, that's just, that's not my life. Uh, So I'm, I'm very happy to continue to work and pay the bills and, uh, occasionally be recognized at an airport in the Midwest somewhere. Great. I'm, let's stay right in that groove. Yeah. Fantastic. I, w- I, I stick on the James Garner thing for something. When I, when I get into something, I get a little obsessed. So I watched some of the television Academy interviews with him Whoa. and specifically him talking about the Rockford files and where he was in his life and stuff like that. And, and the preface to it was a lot of people were saying like he maintained a pretty, uh, normal attitude towards the whole thing. Like, he never let fame get to him, but he was talking about what it's like when you're on, when you become famous, and how that is. And he was so like, uh, well, you know, it, it was never, that's not what I was going for. And he's like, it did happen. 
And he said, I always tried to just accept it. And he goes, to be honest with you, I always felt like the people when they see you, like you're talking about, they run into you in the streets and it gets awkward. And he would say, you know, people come up and he's like, you know, when you're famous, people will gush. They'll just gush and they'll just tell you how amazing you are. And he goes, I often wondered how many people after they left me went back and just regretted gushing too much because wow. he's like, I didn't feel like I deserved it. And they, I, he goes, I wonder how many of them walked away going, God, I really was kissing that guy's ass way too hard. And, and, and it was just interesting to hear him say that, like, I felt bad for them. Like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm this dude that I'm, it's on TV. I get it. I totally get it and understand the fascination. But I think there's also a different level with, and certainly the landscape has changed in the last 10 years where television is different now. But I think there's something sort of pre-internet television. Television famous and movie famous were two very different things. Yeah. Because television famous, you're in people's homes and you like they're watching you when they're like in bed and it's a really you feel like you know these people because it, you watch them in your house once a week or or maybe every day if, if a show is in syndication movies are sort of separated you drive you park you go into a different dark room then you leave um there's a different sort of experience so i think when people come up to television or used to come up to television actors there is this sort of like oh we know each other we're, we're friends. We're there's a little more sense of familiarity a, that isn't necessarily yeah, we there. We were frightened. Not earned, but <laughs> yeah, not a, earned. And the actor doesn't feel it. You don't. You don't. You wouldn't. Well, because you're that. not. You're, like, the, you're not the character from Harry's Law. You're Nate. There's a great at a baseball game. I, Wait, I always now? sum up this story. This question with um, my first season. I worked on the show called Studio 60 13 years ago on NBC. That was 13 years ago 13 already. 13 years ago. Yeah, I just did Good the math. God, I watched every episode of Studio <laughs> nice. 60. He said it all proud. Just did the math, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I know math. My I don't. John knows I, math. That's you why know math. <laughs> right. I know. I know. No, I know. I know edibles. Yeah, he knows oh, a couple. Yeah. He knows yeah, two sure gummies do. in the morning. We'll talk about yesterday later. Um, and one of the first conversations <laughs> I I had with Matthew Perry about um, friends and stardom and fame, he he said, um, I'll never forget this. He he, he like season one. Like, he went out all the time and, like, basked in the glow of it. And then season two, he, like, he couldn't leave his house. And his, the line that he had when someone would come up to him randomly in the street and say, fucking Chandler, Chandler, um, he would say, it's just that you and I don't know each other. <laughs> Which is sort of a heartbreaking thing <laughs> to hear as a fan of this character, this person. Yeah. But it is... The cold hard truth, um, and and in, you know my opinion a bit too cold. Yeah. Uh, but listen, I haven't walked in his shoes, and yeah. I can't imagine what that. And like. also, that was 13 years ago. I'm sure things are probably a little different now. It just sure uh, in the sense that as you age, you not I don't want to say soften in a bad way, but I mean just taking yeah. myself as an example, it's like you mellow out. Yeah. And you and understand that people are going to be weird and like, yeah, like, okay, hi. <laughs> and he was reflecting on what uh, what that was like for him in 1994. Yeah, right, right, which right. must have been fucking bananas. And mm. You kind of have to because that was somebody. before the internet, and that yeah. was when they Dude, that when friends, with that show was out of control. I mean, oh. it's still out of control. But I mean, it's well, <laughs> now it's got its resurgence. But you have to kind of, you also have to forgive people for being rude. 
like get forgiving actors for a sec for being rude because it's like they're not prepared for that. How do you hum how how is it humanly possible to prepare for that type of stardom, that type of fame? It's impossible. Like what what's what's the class you go to? Do they do they do they you know what I mean? Like you're gonna make mistakes. You're going to go about your defense mechanisms may be poorly chosen for a while because you don't know. You just don't. But but I wouldn't spent. But I wouldn't get, apply that excuse to someone who's uh, been in the business for a long time. No, someone I'm saying. But initially, though, you were sure. saying year two. Yes, that's what he's thinking to himself. I, I just got to stop this. Yeah, and he may, and, and you're right. It's it's pretty harsh. But also, who knows who he got that advice? Maybe he got advice from someone else, and completely and the, and not that James actor Garner. Been like, no, right? But there. <laughs> but think about for every James Garner, there are a couple people from that era that were probably huge douchebags. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. In the sense that, like, I'm so and so, and <clears throat> you're right. James Garner was a normal guy, dude. He, but didn't wasn't James Garner on Bonanza for like no, a second? No, he was Maverick. He was. I know he was he, Maverick. He may have like, been. I mean, he was. He had worked quite a but bit. But I'm just saying, like, he's been. He had. He was a guy who. Like he'd been around and he just continuously worked and continuously. And I didn't worked. realize he was also. And you were talking about back then about that there was two different types of actors, which is so true. But he actually was a crossover. I didn't know that. And there was there were some actors that could do both film and television, and he was one of those. And again, I'm probably coming off like a huge James Garner fan, but I wasn't back then. I it, it was he again. My he, dad during, loved in my, in my life. He, yeah, yeah. We, but for your dad, he yeah, was. He loved James. Gardner. I think now, just because I'm bored and there's so much stuff on Amazon to watch, and I'm fascinated with old programming as to and trying to compare it to now, like what you can and cannot get away with, like what styles are oh, still yeah. like. That's really what I, I watch for, and the fact that it's it's L.A. in the '70s. I'm curious what L.A. in the '70s looked like. Totally. It is capturing. A moment in time, in some respects, too. That time capsule part of it, yeah. That I'm fascinated with as 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 well. But the difference, you know? like, and with the difference, like actors who could do both TV and movies back then, I think they re they were the ones that really, and I can't. I guess I shouldn't say this. I was going to say they really just liked acting. You know what I mean? Like, because Danny DeVito called Jack Nichols. I read this somewhere, so I have no idea if it's true, but. Danny DeVito called Jack Nicholson after they had done One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest together and they were friends or whatever. And Danny DeVito was like, hey, man, I got offered this role on TV about this cab company. And Jack Nicholson was like, what? You don't want to do TV, dude. You're, you're a movie actor. You do movies. And he's like, well, I don't know. This role's pretty good. I want to kind of do it. And he's like, a money actor. I, don't know. I do money, too. Yeah, and it's like, and, and they're paying. <laughs> and then, I mean, honestly, without Taxi, do we even know who Danny DeVito is at this point? Like, Great question. You know what I mean? I mean, he's Martini in One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. He's got a tiny, tiny role. He's got like five lines in the whole movie. It's like, and then, but then from Taxi, he was able to keep throw going Mama back. And, dude, throw Mama from the train. Same as Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd? Yeah. But he did a lot of TV, huh? Well, he was uh, great <clears throat> in, in Taxi. I forget what his character was. Jim. Named. Jim. Jim. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think he replaced Andy Kaufman, right? No, they were on together. They were on together. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. But he kind of became. I th did his role grow because Andy Kaufman was it, Andy Kaufman on that show the whole time, or did he die when no. he was on that show? He did not die on the he, show. I think they fired him. I think he bullshit. he did not die. Oh, he did not die on the show. Meaning, okay, like, I got well, my he history was, all wrong. I remember the big death episode. No, but I mean, just saying, when he was he was working on that show, he did not <laughs> yeah. pass away. But I think you're right. I think he, he got fired. He's he difficult. worked himself into getting fired because yeah. they did not want to let him out of the contract. Oh. And he played a little, he played some games. Oh yeah, he was. I mean, my guess is that was a pretty annoying set. 
You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but do you, have, have you guys watched that the Jim Carrey? Yeah, dunk? yeah, so bonkers. Yeah, Just I mean, it doesn't so it doesn't look like it would be fun to try to be getting scenes done <laughs> and get your day in. Wait, you're talking about the Jim the documentary of Jim Carrey yeah. pretending to be Andy Coffin? No, yes. no, no. You're about him making Man in the Moon. Yes. And what have you oh, seen that? Yes, yes. He, yes, yes, he intentionally, yeah, yeah, drove yeah. people nuts. Yeah. A total nightmare. Yeah, but also just watching the movie Man on the Moon, you watch, like, how isn't Judd Hirsch actually playing Judd Hirsch in that yes. movie? Like, that was crazy, they all too. Are. He looks like, <laughs> he looks all buff, though. Judd Hirsch looks like buff in that movie. He, that had, movie. he had a couple months to prepare. <laughs> yeah. He's doing some work working out. Yeah. But, I mean, just watching those guys, like, yeah, okay, we're going to sit here while this guy throws a fit now, and yep. then we're going to try to get our scenes in later. Like, yep. It'd just be frustrating. Ch- uh, changing gears, because I don't think we talked about this the last time you were on here. Uh, your brother, Rob, is a, a little bit older than you, and I, can't, and, and I, it, I it's pretty interesting, whether it's sports or acting, that both of you guys ended up out here doing that in the business. Did you, were you one of like the, uh, like I look at my kids and I see like the older brother and the younger brother dynamics and stuff like that. Was he doing stuff that it, uh, that you found interesting and that's how you got into it? Or did you guys live two separate lives and it just happened to be that you guys found a, a similar love? Uh, growing up, we weren't close. We didn't have like a very brotherly relationship. He was six and a uh, he's six and a half years older. Okay, which is which is a, a big That's a huge gap. Do you have it's siblings in between you? Yeah, we have a sister who's in the middle. Gotcha. She's four years older than I am. I'm the youngest. Um, we didn't have a relationship really when we were growing up. It was very um, he sort of kept me at a distance as like the the tag along younger brother who was annoying him, and we had no there was no creative uh, like creativity in our family. We didn't go to museums. We didn't listen to music. Um, we didn't um, see theater. We didn't sort of experience the arts. No one played an instrument. Uh, so it was very strange when he went out for, like, the senior class play. That was big news in our family because we were, you know, we were uh, sports people, uh, Boy Scouts. Uh, my sister was in the Rainbow Girls, which I'm not sure if that's not quite sure. What is that? What is it's that? like an East Coast thing? It's, it's Girl Scouts. It's like a community service, like oh, Girl okay. Scouts, 4-H okay. Girl Scouts. So you guys, yeah, exactly. you guys were into wearing costumes. <laughs> we love putting uh, on uniforms. Uh, uniforms, <laughs> uniforms. Yes. Thank you. Yep. You were a uniform family. Yeah. Well, your dad was uh, in the army. He was in the army. Yeah, oh, he was in Vietnam. Um, and so the arts was not part of our. No one was in the chorus. No one, you know, did any of that. So when he w- went out for the. Uh, the play, the school play, I think the whole family was sort of, like, confused. and like, whoa, what is this? And... <laughs> Did you guys have a, t- a family meeting? Everyone sat Rob, down. Rob, we need to talk. <laughs> um, you're kind of off. breaking away from what we're all yeah. about. Which Sports. Is not uniforms. Dude, what is this <laughs> acting? Protestant New England family. Who the <laughs> fuck do you think you are? Why are you not out getting in trouble you right you're now? you're better than me? Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uncles pushing. You guys him give him a soap and sock beating to set him straight. Uh, we put a bunch of D batteries <laughs> and uh, pinned him down uh, <laughs> into a tube sock. No, you, I, you were the battery tester with your tongue. Absolutely, <laughs> oh, that's right. Always the youngest kid. Um, we and I, I and he was great. And I saw this, uh, and I was ten, and I saw like this pack of girls standing around him <laughs> after the show, and I was like, I want. A piece of that action. Yeah, that's another. That, there's there a piece of the puzzle. Yes, just just wanting um, love and attention. Okay, that's all. Okay, that's all. So, did you start earlier than him then, because of that? Yeah, I started when I was uh, like, a, you know, in fifth grade. You or started finding if you could get involved in it, you started doing yes, it. Yes, okay. yes, summer theater plays and and like a, the school play. I think sixth grade, seventh grade was the first time. 
And was but it TV, yeah. and was it TV that because you were an East Coaster, obviously, and I know you do you, you 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 love theater and 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 you love and you love the the idea of of stage acting. Was it TV that and ultimately brought you to the West Coast? Is that the only reason why you found yourself out here ultimately? Yes, just okay. a job. I had no. Uh, I remember talking to friends about it, and occasionally an old New York friend will, will give me shit about it because we would be drinking in bars in the East Village, and and I would I had such a um, chip on my shoulder about New York and the East Coast and how L.A. was vapid and lame and unspecific <laughs> and a bunch of people who were fame mongers and there were no real artists out here, and I had a real West Coast uh, bias. And... So it was it was a big surprise that I, I I expected to be in New York forever. Okay. And you know do do the occasional um, TV guest star if I got lucky, um, do commercials and voiceovers and work my way through the theater and hopefully have success in the theater that maybe turned into television or film. Like I would get nominated for a Tony Award when I was forty one and and that would you know lead that that's what my dream was um, to bounce from play play to play. Um, so it was a big surprise to find myself living in a rented house and, you know, um, in Hollywood in, in 2006. And, and uh, Rob was already out here? And did it help to have family? Great question. I came out here three months before he did. Oh, I, did? oh okay. Yeah, it was strange. I got a job. Um, we were both in New York. We were both on The Daily Show at, at this time. And I got this TV job, and I ended my my time at the daily show packed up my apartment drove across country for this job in june and i think i got the job in february or march and like a month or two months later rob got a a pilot a fox pilot and so i came out first and then about three weeks or a month later rob came out with his wife and his newborn daughter who's now 13 <laughs> sloan um who was born in new york uh, and the first, it was weird. The, the three months where I was by myself, I came with a girlfriend and I had friends from the East Coast who had moved to Los Angeles. So I had some people I, I knew, but I had no idea. I didn't understand the city at all. And the first three months were really hard. And it, and it made me realize how lucky I was to have Rob in, in New York when I was starting out. And, uh, it was really important for me to have some sort of family attachment. And even it was just three months, it was it was hard and shocking, and and um, and I was so excited when they finally got out. I'm lucky to have them here today. And over the years, um, and and the, and the highs and lows. I'm always curious with a family dynamic when there's when you there's two that are doing the same thing. Um, is are there pros and cons? Is it completely indifferent? Does it really matter? Does the the, the family dynamic of having like if one person's more successful than the other at, at a certain time? Does any of that come into play, or is that no different than friends or a husband and a wife or any of that kind of stuff? Did you ever feel like there was that, that an ad, for you personally, any any added pressure or any any benefits from having somebody else blood related to you in the business, or does that never really matter? No, it it absolutely matters, okay. and it's something that's that is in my subconscious and comes up from time to time when that itch is scratched. For instance, I was signing up for a fucking for a gym membership about a month ago, and I was sitting across from this dumb dumb at the gym who was si <laughs> signing me up, and he was typing in my information into the computer, and he, and he was getting my name and stuff. He's like, Cordry, like, uh, 
And I told he, he'd given me the tour, and I told him that I was an actor. He's like, oh, that's cool. We got a lot of actors in this gym. And so he's typing in my information. He went, Cordry. Like Rob Cordry? I said, yeah. That he's <laughs> like actually, Rob Cordry. <laughs> yeah. I was like, he's, that's actually my brother. We, still, goes, we spell our last names the same. Right. He's like, wow. So does it ever feel weird when, like, someone says, like, you know, because your brother's, like, a famous actor, and but you're doing the same thing. You're not as famous oh as Oh, my God. What? Weird? Yes. And I, and I, and I, I was sort of shocked that he had, that he didn't have the filter to, to do the math in your head that maybe that's not the most appropriate no. thing to say to someone. Not during his new mem- gym membership. Yes. Maybe when you guys got to know each other better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm staring at him, and I went, uh, you know what, man? I, yeah, when I was younger, probably, but it's not really a big deal anymore. He's, that's cool, that's cool. <laughs> and I told my girlfriend, and she's like, how the fuck did you not... You didn't Punch walk that out dude, of that right? Yeah, I was yeah, going to exactly. say, I don't feel like working out I, here Because anymore. you are more mature, and you, you're like, I'm going to deal with this, and it's going to go away, and I'm going to move on with my fucking life, and he's probably going to forget he ever asked that question a, mo- a week from now, right? right? Like, Totally. How, but, but how much importance do you, did, or, or did, it, did it hurt, or did you, or no? It's a good question, Brian, because a lot of people, I think, think it, because my brother is a, is, um, is a famous person, and... He's carved out a place in this industry that makes him... He's been very successful for a long time and is very recognizable. And I don't have... I am not on the sort of same trajectory as, as he is. And our, we have a little bit of crossover in our careers, but I don't have the same name recognition or level of success or fame or, or money or all that kind of stuff. And I, th- I think people think about it, but they don't, they're afraid to ask the question. So I, I appreciate you asking because it does because I will be honest I I do think about it and I am I am competitive with him. You are. I do. I well, am. He's your brother. I mean, yeah. th- that's kind of And thankfully we don't Thankfully I don't see him um in audition rooms and we're not going out for the same jobs. Yeah, that's you're what cr- Sorry, go ahead, John. That's, I was going to say it's like what it's just crazy for me that a guy who works at a gym in Los Angeles area wouldn't be wouldn't understand this, but like, they're like you're <laughs> we're working, adjacent. We're adjacent. You're we're a working adjacent. actor, man. Like you work yeah, all, the time. all the time, and yeah. and there's 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 a level of like, I mean, you 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 don't necessarily want people walking up to you on the street. Like the name recognition isn't a big deal. You don't care because you're working at the job you love. Like the, people just think if you're not. In in a in a fucking blockbuster movie, like when people like in the Midwest, you'll hear this like whatever happened, Kevin Arnold, Fred Savage, whatever happened to that fucking guy? He's directing every show you've ever watched for the last twenty years, and he's happy, and now he's back on TV. Like, but because they don't see them in the thing they're used to seeing them in, people are like, wow, that person's washed up. They went, what are they doing? Making movies that go straight to video? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Well, you're all yeah, but I'm enjoying it. The value, the value system that people place yes. on. Yes, very strange. Um, yeah, it's 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 strange, and if you get caught up in that, uh, which a lot of people in this town do, because people see a lot of value in in fame and name recognition and and being on the sides of buses, and that, which I understand. But if you get caught up in that and you value your own work based on that level, then you, you you're only going to die a thousand deaths when 
that isn't your life every yeah. day. Well, you were talking to that, two of them right that's now. The that's, that's the thing. Is like if, the name of the show is Hollywood Anonymous, Nate. You are not the anonymous one here. So <laughs> um, I think we've, we're, John and I are very well versed in failure. And, and we've had Hold plenty of second. people from our hometowns ask us when we're coming back because uh, they haven't quite seen us on the bus stops yet. Um, but what I was going to say to you was having, John's like, no, no, I'm, I'm doing good. Um, <laughs> You know how he stayed out of it, John's like, no, no, no. I, what I was going to say is like, just you know, <laughs> the people that might still like actors, even that are out here, that are like, I gotta have my name on the billboard and the bus bench. That they probably came from like an area like I came from, where that was the value you put on something. Like if it Absolutely. wasn't, if you weren't paying fourteen dollars to see this movie in a theater, and that you were able to rent the movie on block at Blockbuster before it was ever in in theaters. And oh, what that's ridiculous! Look at this garbage movie. It's like, yeah, man, now people are making things all over the place and making a living at it. That's the one area where I think a true like conservatory acting uh, acting school experience has real value because a lot of kids show up in those schools with that kind of thinking saying like this is what I need to achieve to be quote unquote successful and it's less about the actual work of telling a story. In acting school they break you down and make sure that you leave all of that shit behind you and you only focus on the actual work of telling a story. And I think that's, I think a lot of MFA programs and conservatories, it's all a fucking sham. But the good ones, they, they shift your thinking and they, they, they recalibrate your brain to value things yeah. that you didn't value before. And if you can't do that, then you can move out here and live out here for 20 years and be like, oh, yeah, that thing I thought when I first came out here that's not that that wouldn't even be fun success for me at this point. Like I wouldn't want like what I thought I wanted when I was twenty four. Well, in a, in a previous guest, I'll use going back to your example of Warrenville. A previous guest, Senta, you talk, you know you talked about when you were growing up. You're like, oh, we all remember when you had your thing because your headshot was at the dry cleaners and like it was at the yeah that, it was at the that, ice cream that parlor that defined, down the street. Right? Remember that that was a definition of well, Completely. I mean, you're not going to put anybody's picture up there. So clearly. And she was with Anson Williams, dude, Potts and fucking Weber, man. Wow. I mean, yeah. that Dren. was a big deal. Is, is he up? Did he make it at uh, um, Casabianca? Because that's got a pretty good uh, headshot oh, wall. Oh, do they have, you know, I haven't been there in so long. I got to go up there Their and see. Their headshot wall is about cool. That. Are you on it? Did you, did you give him one? Uh, or do, are you not? Are you not the, okay, so let me ask disclosure, you. Full disclosure, John Bryan, the, uh, the sweet lady at the desk, asked there me. There it is. Because I was on Mom, and what? she was a big, sick Mom fan. Right. And she ain't no dum-dum. And I said, not a dum-dum. And I said, I'm going to bring you one next time. And Did I, you? No, Why sir. not? Are you nuts? No way. Come no. on. You got to get it way. up there, Dude, that's bro. Old, that's old school right there. Oh. Why, well, okay, but we have to say Take why, Take a look though. at that wall. I, well, I will, but why? Oh, oh. It's like the bad guy from The Golden Child. It's Come like on. I, I get mistaken for that guy a lot. Dude, like the neighbor from <laughs> Empty Nest. Oh, no, not um, Golden Child. It's uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. But, yeah, but, dude, that's hilarious. Okay, there's a couple of things I think it's, everybody needs to understand here. The, the, we don't live specifically in this part of Los Angeles, but this part of Los Angeles that you are referencing is relatively close by, which is well, Eagle Rock, California. Also now, a couple has things. Good pizza. It is great pizza. But Eagle Rock, it doesn't a lot. This is not known as a hotbed for actors and or ever. Its most famous yeah. product... Talent-wise, actor is anybody quickly one one thousand two one thousand Lindsay Wagner. Wow. Lindsay Wagner was born in Eagle Rock, California, wow. the Bionic Woman. So 
who mm-hmm. also is in two of the first ten episodes of uh, the Rockford Files. But the um, here we go. Oh, back to the Rockford. Back to the Rockford, everybody. Brando uh, lived here as well, actually. He actually his, lived in Eagle with Rock his, with his grandmother. He got married in his grandmother's backyard in Eagle Rock. Oh, yeah. And and you and I have talked about because your next door neighbor told me about Evil Knievel yes. riding motorcycles right Dirt behind bikes, my yeah. house. Crazy. Evil Knievel. So people were hanging out around here. But they weren't headshotting. They were riding dirt bikes. Yeah, this wasn't the this wasn't a uh, a bag. But anyway, so uh, um, to put a, a a button on that previous conversation, knowing you and your brother, I will say this though too: you guys are also you're pursuing, I think, at least different types of acting careers. Does that make sense? I, totally. I don't I don't know how to explain it, but like just what 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 he's doing and and the stuff that I know that you like and that you. That you audition for and the stuff that you get, I do feel like there is a difference there. It's a, it's a, you're you're approaching it from a different way. There's a little crossover, but a little bit, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think we have just, uh, there's a lot. We share a lot of similarities, just as as people. Uh, but our taste, I think, our creative taste and the things that get us excited and the things that we're passionate about are are. That Venn diagram doesn't have as much crossover. And that's kind of cool, though, too. I mean, totally. it's, it's great to be your own self and do your totally. own things and stuff like that. Totally. Uh, last thing on that, because I, I, I often wonder about that, this this part of it, and I'm wondering if it, if it happens to you, and I, and I want to stay positive about this and how you've ever had to deal with it. Have you ever had people that have tried to use you to get through to him? And oh, how do you yeah. maneuver oh, around that? Oh, that's got to have happened. Oh, yeah. But over how do you maneuver again. around that? Because you are such, and, and I mean this, that you are such a nice guy. And you are the type of guy that literally, if someone is uh, stuck on the side of the road, you're probably pulling over, well, not risking a chance to get yeah. hit by a car and die because yeah, you want to help. Wait, whoa, let's... <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Take Most my people, false narrative um, when I give it to you. You know what's you, coming okay? next? Could you give this script to Rob? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but he... He's, you know, he helped... You seem like you'd help people with flat tires and also giving scripts to your okay. brother and... All right. But funny, I wrote a poem <laughs> called Flat Tire. Would you um, pass this on to Rob? All the jokes aside... There's a small part in there for you. All the jokes aside, which one of you two was in my house after an emergency phone call and had to go grab a needle and try to stick it in my cat? Which one, which one of you guys was it? What? Well, look, I live two doors down, so I mean, who okay, else are you going to call? But yeah, I'm not sticking Did you or did you cats. not still have to take a needle and stick it into... A borderline domestic wild animal, which is also known as a cat. He was feralish. Uh, yes. It was a real uphill climb, but we, we worked it out. And who did you have to bail out uh, in order to do that? Willis Turner, former guest and also a locations guy. <laughs> former guest, a... former friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I don't, Willis, he has scratches. Boo the cat did not like Willis yeah, at all. Poor Willis. Boo actually liked Nate. So my point is, all I'm saying is, you are, you're, you're, I'm, I'm giving you credit where credit is due. You're a good dude. Like, Thank you, Brian. A lot of people wouldn't. I had a paid service that quit on me. <laughs> they were like, oh, up for your cat. They were like, oh, fuck shit. this, we are out. And I'm like, I'm in Wisconsin. You can't. I paid for your service. And they're like, your cat's mean. We're out. What? Yeah, that's not anyway, cool. So yeah, how how do you navigate? Um, it's tough. that. Uh, it's it's rare. Yeah, it happens I'm, I'm, like um, you know twice a year. Still, yeah. Oh, but more. Uh, it, it doesn't happen as much anymore, but it does. And and, and I always marvel at the creativity, so, like <laughs> the, the the twists. So make will, it seem like yeah, it's there's nothing uh, it's, happening. Yeah, it's it's part of like living in Los Angeles, 
so you sort of get used to it, whether yeah. it's your brother or whoever. Whoever, yeah. But um, yeah, who do you know? List, right? Yeah, yeah. But it really, it's remarkable how people will bend themselves into some sort of contortion to make it seem like this is just a casual thing. We're fucking <laughs> pals, and that I'm, or anyone is dumb enough to not see through all of it. And yet, the other side of that conversation is. And it prevents me because I know how I feel when someone is like, can you send this script to your brother? I know how that makes me feel. It prevents me from asking for help f- uh, from other people in the industry because yeah. I don't want to be perceived as, as a climber because I have such a low tolerance for anyone who I feel is is climbing. And yet, this is a fucking impossible business. And I get why people... Uh, have to do everything that they can to try to find success, but, um, but to answer your question, yes, it happens. It still happens, and um, you know, uh, people reveal them when people tell you who they are. You know, yeah, yeah, believe them. Yeah, have you yeah, lost? Yeah. Have you lost friends? Friends over it? Meaning, like, just people you were like, oh, I thought you were kind of someone different. We're good. I've here. never had a out and out conversation with someone saying that thing, but I can think of two guys in my head right now who I have backed away from, Yeah, and I consciously don't really, like, reply to their evites, um, or, like, I'm don't a little late them. on the response to the texts right. because of that kind of shit. Yeah. But I haven't sat Still down polite in public, but, like, yeah, just not, like... Yeah, no thanks. We don't need to be grabbing yeah. coffees. Yeah. And you know. See, I, I use my 50th birthday party to get rid of people. Ooh, That's why I still talk to you because you showed up. Which again, there were some people. Down. There were some <laughs> people. Great, but there were, yeah, yeah, again. <laughs> proximity had a lot. He to was do actually with walking it. by, going, "Oh shit, that's today. I better <laughs> yes. pop in." Yes. He's like, "Fuck, there's a lot of cars." I got in front you of a flower house. from your front yard for your birthday. He's giving you <laughs> scripts to give to Rob. This is just getting <laughs> weird. Um, but it's my favorite thing, honestly, and we, we've talked about this on the show before, is that I've never stopped. Liking the fact that I live where I live and that there's the Hollywood sign and that there, I still sometimes when I see somebody that I don't know that uh, is famous that I still get excited about that. Like, I don't want to lose sure. the same feeling that I had when I was a kid. But take, I, and I don't know, we probably have never talked about this, but like you show up in stuff when I'm watching it. I know you're always telling me, we'll talk and you'll say you're working on stuff. And a lot of times I won't remember what it is. And so it's a surprise when you show up in something. I get excited about that. It's like a different level of, like, fun. Totally. For me. I'm trying to think two things recently that both me and my wife are like, hey, all right. (laughs) There he is. Well, well, you. He's getting his insurance. but, but But they weren't like, it wasn't like. Oh, he's coming in to make a fart joke, and then it was like you were like uh, in the, the scene. It was like very well acted and everything. Comes and to do a fart yeah. joke, but you know what I mean? Was we weren't like like how when I used to see and this isn't a, a knock on him at all, but when I used to see Brian Posehn and stuff, I'd be like, "Hey, all right," and it would be like a weird comment, and then he'd be out. Where yeah. like this was like you're right. popping in. I can't. What was there was like two of them. Well, I I well I'll list most of them because yeah. I've been wa- for some reason Nate has had a tendency to be in everything that I watch. So um, uh, watching Ma- Miss Maisel, you showed up and we I told I told right. you we had a little issue at my house because of the character you played. Yes, because it, it happened joke. to show up on TV, and yeah, you want you want to explain what your character had to do? And well, yeah, he was there was like a I played a stand up comic and he was at a party and there was a Hitler joke, and I had like a little Hitler mustache <laughs> on. This comedian did in 1958 you know, or whatever, 57. 
And I think that uh, that upset your sons. They're well, like, they why were, are you Hitler? <laughs> why was, are you Hitler? I was watching it <laughs> on question. TV, and they just, it's, you know, those like those moments in life where they, that was the one moment they, they happened hey, to walk Nate. into the Hey, it's Nate. Oh, road. God, no, look away. Yeah. They, I did panic because I'm like, there was so much context they didn't understand in that moment. And so, like, they walk in, and they're like, hey, it's the, hey, wait a minute. Because yeah. they've been taught that that is, which is true. That is a horrible, horrible human being. Oh, like, great. Now i so got to scratch context, that Halloween costume. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, but without what context. What can I be? Yeah, sorry. No, it's just true, without context. But then, uh, I'm a huge Mindhunters fan. Mindhunter, uh, that was it. Yes. Bad yes. ass, yes. dude. thanks, John. Thank Bad you. ass. That Thank show... You, I read those, like, the profiling books from that guy back when I was in high school, because I was like... Wait, what? Oh, wait. So this is oh, based wow. on something else? Oh, th- this, what, th- this is... Book, it yeah. is based on a book. Okay. Yeah, so it was like... I, I mean, and, and I don't know if it was the same book, but, I mean, the I'm, styles of that, like, they talked about Kemper, they talked about these guys who, like, they no one had developed how to, like, kind of categorize these people. Or, the, or when they said serial killer, they were, people were like, what? Serial killer? He's doing it. It's the same person doing it again and again. Like that show, it's you got to skip the intro because the intro is enough to go, dude. This is too slow. But <laughs> but if you get into it, it is really good, dude. We yeah. were really pumped to see you on there. Awesome, yeah. thank you, John. And you thank got you. to work with Fincher, correct? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. He directed uh, like three of the episodes that I was in. And he he's a like a kind of, I don't want to say a creator of the show, or is he one of the creators yeah. of the show? He is a creator. Yeah. Of the show. Definitely an executive producer. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's his it's his baby. It is his baby. One hundred percent. But just a comment, Brian, quickly on what you said before about living here and still feeling um, excited by being part of this universe. I I have those same feelings. I was I, this thing I'm working on right now shoots at Paramount, and I've never worked there before. I was just walking around there like uh, I was I was there for a fitting, and I had a couple minutes before I was early. And I just was walking sort of up and down be- between the stages and looking at. They have these plaques on the outside of these stages with all the Lucille famous Ball, movies. Isn't yeah, yeah, like The Godfather, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, uh, want, like driving through the Paramount um, yeah. studio sign into, is just like, yep. it, it's still, and I, ho- and I was talking to, and I hope that never goes away, I was talking to some wardrobe people and I was there at the fitting, and they were talking about like the old storage at Paramount for the old wardrobe stuff is just like amazing, like shit from like artifacts. Yeah, like yeah. Yankee Doodle Dandy, like God, stuff James Keg. Do you do not want to get in there shit. so bad? Well, yes, and but they were, and these are like, you know, these are wardrobe folks who, like, they work so fucking hard, and they have no time off, and they jump job to job to job. The fact that they were still sort of excited about that is. That's like just the power of that Hollywood. That's how they're still over. working after totally. years and years. It's like, dude, I'm. Well, I get to go into this warehouse and see all these. Cl- like, yes, in wardrobe, people. That's what sets them off, dude. Clothes, man. How do yes. things look? What's everyone wearing? Yes, this and is- the building right there is where they shot. Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Like, how can you dude, not fucking? I flip over that. Kind I of live shit? right there. I live like Beechwood and Melrose. Oh yeah, yeah. So when we first moved in, I was like, well. Obviously, the dream is to walk to work over no, here shit. at Paramount. <laughs> oh, oh my god! And I got on. I got on wow. one CBS show with the with the recurring character, and I remember just the first day, like five a.m. They're like, "Oh man, sorry, your calls early." I, go, I don't care. I'll I'll walk over here whenever you want. Wow, like, John! So I'm walking in, and I'm like, "This is it. I fucking did wow. it!" Like, I was so pumped. And then the first person I saw before I knew who it was, dude wearing a Bears hat, and I go. 
this guy's got to get on board with the Cubs, man. It's playoffs time. Get that fucking Bears hat off. Put a fucking different C on your head. And then I was like, nope, leave him alone. He's working on a truck. Turned out to be Ernie Banks's kid. I was like, oh yeah. I, I did my first scene at the cemetery next to Paramount with, like, Kevin Pollack, Jane Lynch, Kyle Bornheimer, Maggie Lawson, all in this in this thing. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, this is, look at all these people. This is a thing. And I had to, like, sing this and do weird shit. I was like, this is awesome. And then afterward, Jane Lynch goes, there's Ernie Banks' kid if you want to go say hi. Because she's from Chicago. We were talking oh, wow. about the Cubs. And I was like, and then I walked over to that guy and was tongue-tied. I was like, hey. I was, are you, are, he goes, you from Chicago? I go, uh-huh. And he goes, hey, man. And, and I was like, wow. thanks? I didn't know. I'm like, how do I, what do thanks. I say to Ernie Banks' kid? Like, thanks wow. for having a dad who played for the Cubs. Like, I, was that Worst Week? What was the show? It was called Angel from Hell. Okay. It, they, it got canceled the week my episode was supposed to air. The first episode was supposed oh, to air. They buried it. Under Hollywood, baby, right? Big Bang Theory. But they did, they did play it uh, over the summer, and I happened to be home in Illinois when they showed one of my main yes. episodes. It was right yes. around the 4th of July. My mom, a bunch of my relatives saw it. Yes. So it was yes. great. And, and working with all those people, they were phenomenal. You know what yeah. I mean? They were all super nice. And, it, and, and, and a couple of the people that were kind of in this, I was like cast as like a weirdo group of people that were like sort of friends with Jane Lynch and, and like this guy, Eli Henry. He went on to do the voice, voices in the movie Smallfoot. And Deborah Wilson was on with me, and she was on Mad TV, and she's super talented. And uh, it was just a really, so cool. it was a really fun experience. But but walking to Paramount, I was like, wow, yeah, I could do this every Dude, day. I could, what do this, a I could dream. do this seven days a week for the rest of my life if I had to. Wow, I wow. will say what one one of the things um, that under the radar bizarre uh, Hollywoody things for me was I remember you called me, uh, you were auditioning for something. Um, <laughs> it was Barry. And you and remember it was a it, it was a character, and you're like, can you come over and read lines? With oh me? yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. And it was a very specific scene, and and yeah, I'll never. I've watched the show, yeah. and I, it was so funny. I'm watching the show, <laughs> and I forgot that, that you would familiar. ask me to do it. And I'm watching the scene, and I'm like, how, yeah. the, how do I know? How this? You know, like you like do the, the, the weird deja vu stuff, like where you're like, I can't. There's no way I would know. Yes. What's going on here? And then it all played out because it, it was it was there was a violent end to that scene. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh my god, that's fucking weird. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it's it's because yeah. it, again, it's part of the process that happens all the time. I mean, there's more failures than there there are oh, yeah. successes, and so it's just like that was just one of those weird things. You don't normally end up seeing something. It was just a throwaway one night, totally helping somebody, and then you end up watching it. Yes. On. I mean, you ultimately. Drive around here, you'll see somebody filming something, and every once in a while you'll go, Oh shit, I remember seeing that. Now I know what it is. Yes. It's just because, you know, I've done it just it. shows up on, 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 on screen. You I've know? seen a lot of things I've auditioned for and not gotten. Like, you'd be watching the show and go, Oh yeah, oh yeah, that there guy it did is. it pretty good. But, uh, but yeah. I would have chosen him too. See, yep. for you guys, I looked at it so different because it had, it meant nothing to me, right? I was right. just helping you. And so, I, I, I as, a, as an actor, like, D it, early on, is that something that bothers you, and then over time you just get used to it, or do you, or do you try to tune it out and you go, I'm not gonna, I know that the, the, I'm not gonna watch this show because, like, how do you totally. process that I had stuff? That, I had the, that same experience last night. Uh, my girlfriend and I watched the first episode of Castle Rock. Castle Rock. No, Living with Yourself. Oh, the Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd show. 
and I auditioned to play like his one of the guys that he works with. And there was a scene in a bar, and all it like I remember the dialogue, and I remember the one joke that I tried to hit, and the guy did it, and I didn't think it was that funny. <laughs> and I was like, oh, are you just being a jealous asshole, or do you actually think his delivery was off? Um, no, there are parts. There are parts that I still that I still that keep me up at night. Oh really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That I knew that I was a not things that like I was one of a hundred and fifty guys that they taped for. That is just you're just spitting in the ocean. But the time, those few times when I, it's been like, it's between you and another guy, you know. Um, and then that thing turns out to be some fucking cultural touchstone or some huge, or that guy yeah. finds that role and, and takes off. I still, I, I wish I could shake it, but I, I can't. I still have those. It's like little. It's like a fucking haunted house in my head of those jobs that I still can't either can't bring myself to watch. Or I've watched and have thought, oh, they cast the right guy, but it's it's still still heartbreaking. Totally. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and uh, but and obviously you also know that you're one of a thousand or ten thousand people that have that same moment, right? Like every for for every yes. one moment you have, there's another person just like you that went through the exact oh, same yeah. thing. And there's yeah, and there's know, guys and who were looking at me at my on yeah, mine hunt. Yeah. 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 Fuck that fucking motherfucker! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and you know, you, you know? know, there's multiple because I'm guarantee there's people who are up for the same thing you're up for a lot of times. Have you oh, ever yeah. seen Nate Cordry type on a on a on a on a breakdown? No, that's never that's never happened. That's okay. never happened. Not yet. I remember my brother going into an audition, a commercial audition back in the day. Where it said this is when Jim Gaffigan was doing every fucking commercial, and he was in the waiting room with Jim Gaffigan, and he walked in. And the guy was like, "We're looking for a Jim Gaffigan type," and he's like, "He's in the fucking waiting room. <laughs> he's right on, on the other side That's of that door." That's what your brother said. Yes, yes. He's <laughs> like, "You can go grab him. He's available." You can go grab him. <laughs> they probably did, right? Probably. That's funny. Have, um, have, have you ever sat down and whether it's uh, something that you've done on film or in television, and you see your name pop up? Does is that still give you? Does that still feel like something? Oh yeah! Oh oh god yeah! You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like just seeing your name on the screen, not the acting part of it, but like you start oh, watching yeah. something, it's like you know featuring, you know oh, whatever. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! And totally. do you think you could ever lose that, or is that so? To this day, it's still something that if you really you lost that. Like you'd be a weird, cold-hearted freak, no, I, man. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, think. some people have worked on one hundred and eighty things. But I hear. Sure. I mean, even Christopher Walken's probably like. Fuck yeah! Like probably, probably I no I I I absolutely feel that that uh, completely a, a, every time one hundred percent every single time yeah one of the reasons thrilling uh, uh, one of the things that we were just talking about so this whole Apple TV is like getting ready to launch and they are like uh, plugging the crap out of their stuff right well they got Reese Witherspoon in the show Darlene Hunts in that. Um Dick Dickens Dickinson Dickens what's it called though? Dickinson I think it's called Dickinson yeah, it I is called Dickinson and Dickensian. you and, and you are in uh, for all mankind for all mankind now I gotta be honest with you Go I was ahead. I was trying to figure <laughs> out I'm with their advertising campaign which is actually good that you're here I'm really trying to figure out what that show really is about and obviously you are on it so this is great you can actually tell it when by the way when does the apple stuff start november 1st it does auto you get it all you just of have them. to have apple tv yeah you need a- apple tv um and all of it are the, all the seasons it's like netflix or amazon you can stream the whole entire uh, now if series. we have an old apple tv that's not going to work i think you have to upgrade to plus but i think all plus is is you saying i'm committing 9 dollars 
a month to watch all of your shit. And uh, it's similar. It's the same thing as Netflix. You pay yeah. a monthly subscription fee to see all the shows that they're offering. And they have kids programs and okay, separate adults but, as but well. But the, the stuff that they've advertised, that stuff looks cinematic. It looks like they pumped a lot of... It's so fascinating to have been... Uh, and I'm a small part of the series, but to... It's, it's, it's wild to be on a show that is helping to launch a yeah. network, yeah. which is fucking nuts. I mean, granted, <laughs> it's really not nuts anymore because every year, you know, next year Venmo is going to be having fucking right. LinkedIn, scripted TV. content. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but to see how, especially a tech company, how they're trying to establish their, their brand and who they've hired to run their television department and what, they, what excites, what kind of stories excite them, what kind of audience they're trying to build... Um, it's 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 wild, and of course they're not short on cash, so they're dumping so much money into production and marketing. I think it's only in the next few days it's only going to get yeah. Uh, we're more, just going to be more slammed intense. with it constantly, yes, big time, big time. Because when does that launch? It launches November first. No, okay, so the yeah. day next after Halloween. Yeah, yeah. So so next Friday. Next Friday. Yeah. Um. And what? So what? I, what is this? Sh what are you doing? And then what? What? I, what? I, what? I think I know what the show is about, but I really don't. Yeah, it's it's like historical fiction. It's a reimagining of the space race okay. from the Americans' point of view if the Russians got to the moon first. Okay. Oh, sweet, so dude. So what would, what would the president, what would NASA, what would all of those people, uh, how would they have responded to losing out in the Cold War in the biggest possible stage to Russia? So how would that have affected funding? How would that have affected what their next steps were? Did they immediately want to get past the moon and, and go to Mars? Did they want to go to new galaxies? Do they want to get different people as astronauts? Uh, it starts with them losing. And so it's about all of the men and women in the space program uh, recalibrating how they want to achieve that goal and put America back on top. Um, so, and it's sort of, it's it's... It was written before all this Russia, you know, the Russia is obviously <laughs> the boogeyman again. Right. Russia was not the boogeyman for so long, and now Russia is the boogeyman again. Yeah. So I think there is something there as well, because the, the, they're like the Reds. They are the bad guys in this, in this series. Do you ever watch Man in the High Castle? I, I started it, and I couldn't stick with it. Yeah. But, but similar, The exactly idea of rewriting history thing. a little bit, you know, just... Same universe. Yeah, yes. just kind of like... What happened if one different if this yes. one different thing went on? Yes. Holy shit, would things be different? Completely. You know? Com that's that's the foundation of the of the entire. That's story. awesome too. Plus, I love anything space related, NASA, all that shit. I love. Yeah, and this because it's Apple, all the technology because they have so much money to invest in, in recreating, you know, like uh, mission control, and all the early ships, like all the Apollo missions, all that shit is like we had. A bunch of people from NASA. We had actual astronauts. They had Dude. Um, scientists from JPL who were there every day, making sure that everything was legit. Oh man! Down shoot like here? the watches that people, yeah, shot at Sony. And it was a period piece, right? Yes. Is that yes. is that is that fun? Yeah, totally. Fun haircuts. Yeah, haircuts. Well, suits, we get, I get to watch. Uh, I get to wear short sleeve shirts and ties, so that was kind of fun. <laughs> I don't like jackets. I'm sweat. I'm a sweater. Oh, That's yeah. Well, yeah, actually, um, and Mindhunter is also a period. Like, and we'll talk about the other show that you're doing. It's like you're the last five doing, like, jobs. I've. I think I've been. The, the older I get, the more that 
podcast and people are telling me that I have a face from uh, a different time. <laughs> Whatever which is that cool, means. Hey, whatever, man. Yeah, I man. just want my insurance. Yeah, dude, I think that's so awesome. Great. I'll ride that train as, as long as it's picking me up. Um, oh, that's so fantastic. I thought initially when I first saw it, because they've done different versions of the advertising, I was like, oh, this is about women in space. And that's and so like I'm assuming that's obviously one of the storylines. I can't. I don't want to give too much away. You people will find out on November first. But there is a there's a critical moment in the series that motivates NASA to reconsider their astronaut training program. Okay. And and so can you talk a little bit about what you are doing in the show? Yeah. I I, I don't want to reveal too much again because my my character's arc is is. Um, is there's 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 surprises. tip offs in it. yeah okay. there's surprises linked to it, um, but he's a guy who who works at NASA who okay. lives in Houston who is a who, who works he's one of the guys who runs the um the sim the simulator okay so he's his job is to prepare astronauts to get ready for space, and to put them through their tests before they go out into space okay so um. Every time I talk to people about that show, they're like, are you playing an astronaut? I was like, this face? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> this is not a face you send to space. This is a face <laughs> that stays back in Houston. This is definitely a guy with a headset on, yeah, this drinking is a, coffee. This is the type of looking at the computer. This is a face that types at the computer. It does not fly the oh spacecraft. And you know what? You're joking, but that's there are breakdowns that go that far. Like, no, oh, I yeah. don't see him Oh, you'll, you'll see on November 1st. The guys who are cast as... The first... It's funny because... Um, Jawed out. Just, oh, yeah. Just, I read the... First part Yeagers. I read for was um, was Neil Armstrong, and I was like, "There's not a fucking <laughs> chance in hell." But I went in and read for that, and it, well, I wasn't right for it. But they're like, "Oh, you can fit in this world, just not this part. You should read." And I read for two other parts. And this wow, the part that I got was the third part. Has now, that so happened like, before? Where have you done rarely, that? but yes, it does happen. Did you like, have a relationship with these people at that time? Is that was that a did that help or no, did you not I, really know this world, these people in this world? I didn't know the producers. I didn't know Ron Moore. I I had never auditioned for him or or anyone else that's attached to the show. I auditioned for the casting directors, um, but. Uh, but no, I didn't didn't know the producers at all. But no. that's a good thing, right? Like if you don't know dude, these people and you go dude, in and they're I'm still totally. they continue to try to find a way to work you in. That's this a, is a, that that's says a, a lot thing. about you. This is a little testament to the if there are, are young actors listening to the show right now. Every audition is not just an audition for that job. It's it's an audition for the hundreds of jobs that these casting people, these producers, and these writers are doing. Yes, I auditioned for. Um, this is one of those jobs that I look back on and I go, oh, man. And they ca they read everyone in town for Pennywise and It. And oh my any character-looking guy of my age went in for that part. And I auditioned for it, and I, and I got good feedback, but it didn't went, go any further. But a year and a half later, um, Andy Musietti, who directed the f those movies, did a pilot. And he put me in his pilot because he liked my audition. And he knew, like, you're not going to be Pennywise, but I, this character's... I like this actor's choices. And he put me in something else. So I'm always, like, when, every time I go into a room, I'm like, it's not going to be this one. It may not be. Probably won't be. But maybe seven years down the road, I will get, I will work with this person. I just need to convince them today that I'm yeah. worthy of that. And every casting director, I mean, if they like you, that's, like, whenever I don't get something, but I'm going back in for the same yes. person, I'm like, oh, thank God, this person sees me as a castable, a viable option for everything that they're doing, 
and it's just up to the other people above her or him to like make they those decisions. They hold the keys to everything. And why did you yeah. not call Tanner over to work on lines for Pennywise with you? Because <laughs> he is obsessed with Pennywise. He would have been. Oh man, I could. Yeah, he could have been. Uh, I I could. I don't know what the, the scene sewer. was, but it was the sewer scene. It was the oh, sewer yes. scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Elliot would have been too much. That would have freaked him out. But yeah, I would have got really methody and stuff, and yeah, grabbed him. Yanked him I could have built you a little sewer system. Would have been great, a little know. sewer set. Yeah, a little sewer backyard. set just for just to run lines. Right? Can you help me? Well, first I'm gonna have to build the set. No, no, you don't have to build the we set. We don't we're need just, to do that. Running, no, no, I need. Here's to build a call the set. sheet for the rehearsal. That <laughs> I don't need this. I just want to run lines. It's very expensive, Brian. Now we're building. Yeah, set. I feel bad now. <laughs> I'm not chipping in. I'm gonna ask another neighbor to do this next time. So, the, 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 going back to mankind for a second. Also, there's got to be something unique. You were talking about earlier about like. The, the idea of, like, rolling out of the Paramount set and doing this stuff. Like, what it, what also is, like, when you're working on shows so specific like that where it's not just a house or a room, it's, like, space shit, like, NASA shit. Like, you go in there, like, that's kind of... Is there something kind of cool about that, too, when you walk into these worlds? Like, did you... Were there control centers? Like, were you... Oh, yeah. what The stuff that you were in, they where they... Because these, oh these set designers are amazing. First off, people... It, it's basically the entire... The, the mission control set from Apollo 13... They recreated. Okay. With every fucking panel, all the fucking knobs, the blinking lights, all the shit in the screens, the, you know, 70 extras packed into this room with sort of stadium seating, these huge screens. I mean, sweeping camera shit. Uh, in the f- finale, um, we spent a lot of days shooting in that room, and, and just, like, looking at it was just like, yeah, you totally get, it's a thrill, it was just, I'm working on another period piece right now that's set in 1930s L.A. Oh, wow. And they have a lot of, there was one day where I was shooting, it was an exterior, and they needed cars. And there was like 18, like, Model A fucking, like, these period Fords yeah. that were, like, rumbling and that these actors were driving down the street. It was, like, fucking wild. That's wild, crazy, right? Wild, Are we allowed wild. to talk about that, Joe? Yeah, totally. Oh, okay. Perry Mason. He's doing Perry Mason. So, whoa. If you can believe Speaking of the Rockford Files. Can you believe it? Yeah, speaking of the Rockford <laughs> Can you files. believe it? Wait. When I, when I saw the appointment sheet in my email, I was like, this ha- they, This is a misspelling. Perry. Perry. Hold on. Who's, who's Perry Mason? Matthew Reese from The Americans. It's sort of like, it's based on the it's, novels. Yeah. It's like okay. his. Um, it's not the Ironside version of it. No, yeah, it's I sort of like his. Well, I forget um, his name off the top of my head. Uh, William Burr, Bill Burr, no, Raymond Bill Burr. Burr, Raymond Burr. Thank yeah, you, not Raymond Bill Burr. Burr. He was because <laughs> Raymond Burr. Also, my favorite Raymond Burr part uh, movie ever was Rear Window, that Hitchcock oh, movie. Oh yeah, that's right. He's like he's like Jimmy Stewart's like I think that guy killed his wife. Yes. And you're like oh no way, and then you're like Ooh, maybe. people forget about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that was after um, Perry Mason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yes, was that was Ironside years again, yeah. of course. In yes, eighties, nineties. He uh, is not in this version. Just sort of he's pretty long he's since been, dead. <laughs> okay, he's just been dead for a while. Just confirming. Yeah. Just yes. confirming. But it's sort of his like, um, it's like the creation story, basically. Um, the origin of Perry Mason. Yes, and this he's is a mini series for HBO, or like yeah, how like are they? Limited, how are, it is a, a limited, limited run. series. Okay. Oh, yeah. it's HBO. Yes. Oh fuck! Isn't that crazy, dude? I know. I mean that nuts. That's he starts pretty fantastic. out as like a private investigator, like a Sam Spade, Mickey kind of Spillane, like down yeah. on his luck, exactly. Yeah. And through the course of the series, you 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 sort of see the origins of why he becomes this really effective trial attorney. Wow. And again, it's for crazy. you, you're like what you're going back to what you were talking about. It's like this, that's you know 
the, everything looked extremely different back then. So you're walking into a whole different world wherever yeah. you're going. Yeah, I have. I still. Have, I I have to walk around with this haircut. For yeah. The next Month and a half. I'm very tight over the ears. <laughs> yes. A little buzz in the back. It's a little shempy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. This guy can uh, take a punch, so his hair falls forward <laughs> on the on the, on the <laughs> shoots out. Yeah. The spritzer bottle in his face. Yes. He's, he, a little yep. bit of vaudeville. A lot of pies. A lot of pies. I've taken the pies. The pies are uh, specialized in pie. Right yeah. In the face. Uh, but yeah. So that. But that. So that's cool. So how did that one come about? Um. I, I just you know an audition audition for these amazing casting directors that I've gone in for a bunch and I've never. Never gotten any work, and I was like, ah, oh, they'd like me, but they're never gonna. They don't see me as a viable option. And yeah. finally, this was the one that that I fit into. Thank God. Yeah. Um, and they're great casting directors, and I got, you know, fucking lucky. My face, my face was the right face for yeah. this for this guy. And whatever choices you made in the room, again, whether they're right for the character in the long run, they appreciated those were the choices you made, and they were like, okay, great, right. Right, yeah, and they also they're you know they're casting a whole series, so they're trying to balance the palette of what this show looks like. So yeah, if my face doesn't fit into that world, then yeah. I'm fucked. Do so you? How many times do you go in before you? I mean, I know for uh, the um, the NASA one, you went in a bunch of times and they had you reading different characters. How many times have you? What's the most amount of times you've had to go in and read for the same character? And it, as it gets more, it progresses more. Like now, there's producers. Now the directors in the room. Now. Um, like in my whole career. Yeah, just in general. Um, if you have a, if you have one particular in mind that you're like, oh, it was like 13 times I had to go back. Man, uh, I don't remember. I th- probably three. I think it's probably okay. okay. Studio 60. I went in uh, one, two, three times. Okay. Um, that's not too bad. No. Yeah. This that's one pretty much like casting director, producers, and then a test. Yeah. Is Studio yeah. 60, is that Aaron Sorkin? Yes. No, it w- okay. Yeah. Now, some people have always been on the fence. Like, he can either, you, he's either easy to work with or he's not easy to work with. Is that, w- is that a fair assessment? Um, he's either easy to work with or he's not easy to well, work with. Is that a that, fair assessment? Like, yes. <laughs> well, meaning, I think sometimes I think it's too easy to say it's an either or. I think, I, so I think anybody could be classified as difficult if your personality clashes with them. I mean, I'm sure some people could say I'm difficult. But that's just because I don't, I don't. I'm just not jiving with them, but that doesn't mean in general. He was that's who I am. He was great with me. He was there at every, he was he's very particular about his words. Yeah. But um but for good reason, because he writes in a very specific he l- writes in a sort of lyrical way. So if you can't really change a word because the lyrics the of the, the music of the musicality of the language sort of drops off. So you have to really be very mindful of every comma and every apostrophe. Is that difficult as an actor? Um, no, I love that. Oh, you I did, you that. did, you love yeah, it. Yeah, okay. I want to, that's like, that's the most exciting. Like, make me th- throw this dart through the smallest of hoops. Like, okay. Because I can, I'm going to prove to you that I can fucking do okay. it. Okay. Don't give me like, yeah, do whatever you want. Like, ugh. That's when you get lazy and fuck up. Like, tell me that I have to fucking do this exactly right. Because then I'm going to, then I'm going to, my pencil is going to be so fucking sharp and I'm going to be so tuned in to what I need to do in, the, in that moment, mm-hmm. then I'll be at my best. That's okay. when I'm at my best, when I'm the, the bar is set high because you have to reach it. And is it a, is it a goal uh, for someone like you to want to work with the Aaron Sorkins and the David uh, Ventures of the world? Or, does that, or is, it just, is, it, is, the, is the gig itself the goal versus the person that you're ultimately working for? Or is it an either-or sometimes? No, I mean, writing is writing, and 
you want to work with those people who are the tastemakers, of course. I mean, th that list is very long. The people that I still want to collaborate with, that's th that list will always be long. But um, no, I, I mean, it, it could be someone's first. Like, I read a script the other day that I auditioned for two days ago, this TV series um, for Apple, actually. And I think it's this guy. I looked him up on IMDb, and he has no credits. And the script is fucking great. I was like, who is this guy? Um, so if the words are great, it doesn't really matter who it is. Okay. But no, of course, like when, when you see someone's name, you know, when you see, you know, Aaron Sorkin or Scorsese, you know, whoever um, yeah. on the appointment sheet, you know, that the electricity flows through you and you're like, all right, we've got to fucking bring the A game today because this is going to be a very competitive game. Everyone in town yeah. is going to want this Was one, there anybody so. that, that got you nervous? Oh, yeah, all, all the time, yeah. Any any uh, any, any anybody specific that you were like oh boy? Well, Chuck Lorre because he has a he has a um, when I auditioned for Mom I auditioned for him, um, and he can be prickly. He's a very again he's very particular about his words and he's not like a generous laugher. Like you have to sort of <laughs> earn it. Yeah. But in the audition room he was really really generous and he made me feel I was very encouraged by him. But he intimidated me for sure. I mean. One of the most successful, you know, writer creators in TV history. How do you um, how do you deal with just in in as you're waiting to go in for an audition? Is there anything particular you do to deal with nerves or yeah. kind of get over whatever you're feeling about going in? Well, we love the three of us are big sports fans, and I, I it's probably the, my biggest hobby is in my life is sort of following sports, and and I'm not an athlete and. But in those mo in those moments, I, f I see myself as an athlete, and I love I love getting myself pumped up. And I get I I'm a very competitive guy, and I'll be sitting across from someone, and my brain is just running, and it's it's like I'm gonna fucking take this job from you, motherfucker. You don't understand. I'm you you better not follow me because I'm gonna fucking destroy you. Like that kind of stuff. I ha I yeah. remember there's a. Uh, when I auditioned for the Pacific, which was that World War II thing on HBO oh, yeah. 10 years ago, the waiting room was insane because it was all guys in their like late 20s auditioning for a World War II thing. And that just brings out the worst in everyone. <laughs> right, right. And it was Tom Hanks and fucking Steven Spielberg were in the room with the callback. So that, that waiting room was fucking People were losing their shit. <laughs> and I was sitting there, and I was like, you're from fucking Weymouth, dude. You're just a fucking kid. You got a round face, and you have no... They, these kids think you're just another fucking, like, character guy who doesn't... Who has... I have no fucking formal training. I'm from a fucking small town of Massachusetts. I have no business being here. I'm going to take this fucking job from all these pretty boy fucking bitches. Like, that, that shit yeah. still is you in You got my, that gig, right? I did. <laughs> I did not get that part. I, th I thought I, I got saw another part. They offered that, me another. Thing. But in that show, yes, that I was another thing that I did not know you were in. I'm watching it, and you oh, show yeah. up in it. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That's right. Yes, yes. But the guy who got it deserved to get it. Okay, but that was phenomenal. a great speech, though. You just gave. <laughs> no, but that's. But but I like because a lot of times it's like ignore everyone else and just like start thinking about like like you are the character that you're going to like start thinking those thoughts as the character yeah. and just kind of get into character mindset and being that person but at the same time i always feel like i can do that in a, in a waiting room but when i walk in i then have to be myself for a split second because i want everyone to be like hey how you doing how, how right, are nice you guy. you know i want people to go oh if we do hire this guy he's not going to be a fucking dildo on set yes yes so i i, I that's what i prefer because i you probably don't have to do this but i go i there's i get a lot of self tapes 
No, I still do that, of course. Oh, God, dude. It's a nightmare because I feel like I don't have that. I can't go in and go, hey, how you doing? I'm John. I'm a super nice guy. You're right. going to love to have me around. I might know other people you know. Hey, this is going to work out. But like self-tapes is like, hi, I'm John. I, 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 and you put it in there. I just feel like it's, it's, it's I don't get that foot in the door. Advantage, yeah. But at the same time, then it's like I'm thinking these character thoughts. Then I got to be me. Then I go go back into this character. It just can be a lot. You know it's what I mean? Just a small, a, a minor story to piggyback on this sort of the competitiveness and what the uh, the waiting room and the audition room is, is like. I auditioned when I, I had my test for Harry's Law, and it was just me and one other guy. And it was a guy that NBC was in love with. This oh, guy, yeah. we were similar ages, but very different types. He's like a typical handsome leading man guy with a jaw and like someone who ladies sort of swoon over, and me. And we're <laughs> sitting here in the waiting room, and he's a n- lovely guy, and I know him a tiny bit. And he's a sweet guy, and I like him. And, and, but I was like, I, it, it got me so excited. Because I was like, I'm going to prove to them that it doesn't matter how fucking handsome this guy is or how fucking cool he looks. It doesn't matter because I'm the better fucking artist. And I'm going to take this fucking job from this dude. And I went in, and this, it's an easy story to tell because I got the job. <laughs> <laughs> the, the harder story to tell is the thousand other times that I thought those same thoughts and did not get the job. <laughs> but we were walking out. We auditioned. He went first. I went second. And, and we left, and David E. Kelly was in the room, and we were walking out of the building. And they were really nice, and David E. Kelly was like, he and I and David E. Kelly, and he turned to David E. Kelly and said, uh, where are you from? And I said, I'm from uh, Massachusetts, uh, Weymouth, which is uh, south of south of Boston. And he kind of looked at me and goes, because di- he was a big hockey player, and his dad was this famous hockey coach at BU. And his dad, he went, uh, I played youth hockey in Weymouth. And the guy, the other guy auditioning for the part, his shoulders just were like, He knew. Uh, <laughs> he knew. It's over. It's over. And he had to fly back to New York, and I just had to drive home from Burbank. <laughs> Um, and I got the job, but yeah, it's crazy. But again, f- and that's and those are the great stories. That's those are the ones you want to hang your hat on. I do have a question for you because we both. I'm gonna go back to the Steven Spielberg thing. We both love the movie Jaws. Uh, yeah, okay, now I'm sorry. Is there someone in the world who does not no, 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 not no, their no, fo- no. top three favorite no, movies no, no. of all time? I work for Joe Alves, as you know, and and and, and I'm so and, you have and, to have and, him on the podcast. Huh? I'm trying, so I can't get a hold of the guy. Um, Joe Alves, by the way, is production designer for Jaws and uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, two of my favorite movies. But that guy is in a room, right? You went yeah. into a room with that guy. I gotta imagine that's a little bit different, right? I mean, oh yeah, oh yeah. There's certain and because there's certain people that you respect from a business standpoint, but then yeah. there's people you're going in the room. You're like, you're my childhood. Yeah, you're. And you're, he was holding. He was sitting in. He a was chair. holding Jaws. He was holding Jaws. He was okay. Petting Jaws. He was breastfeeding Jaws. <laughs> he was in a chair, a wheeled chair, with a back, and he was running the fucking camera. Now, to the to people who are listening, when you go into an audition room, there is an intern, or there's like an empl- there's someone who works in the office who's the person who's typically running the camera. Usually, nine times out of ten, is not the casting person because no, they are reading. Their they assistant want, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, there's an assistant. Not the dude who directed Schindler's List. Right. They don't... But he was holding the camera. And he was in a, in a chair with wheels. And I was sitting in a chair reading the scenes. And Tom Hanks is fucking sitting at, Good at a table. Good God, dude. With 10 other executives from HBO. And Spielberg is s- just swiveling 
in front of me throughout the fucking scene. And I'm like, hold it together. Hold it together, Cordry. Don't worry that the guy that directed Jaws is a foot and a half away from you, like lining up. Like, is this the face? Is this the face of the lead of this series? Hold it fucking together, man. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, that was, I will never, ever forget that. I mean, that that's day. fucking insane, nuts, though. Nuts, nuts. Nuts. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he made eye contact with you. Yeah, shook his hand. And he, sh- and he said, probably said thank you. He said hi, thank you. Yep. That's yep. all that matters. Crazy. Crazy. You existed. Crazy. You shared a DNA for handshake. That brief shining moment. That's right. I was a. You were the shark. I was a somebody. You were friends <laughs> for a second. You were friends with the guy at the end of Blues Brothers. You were Roy Brothers. Scheider. That's right. You were That's Roy right. Scheider. That's <laughs> the guy right. at the end of Blues Brothers. <laughs> yes. Wait, what? Steven Spielberg is the guy who signs. Checks when, them out. Yeah, when oh. they sign the of the yeah, <laughs> and then everyone's <laughs> and all the guns come yes. in. But I mean, for yes. me, that's. Those are those things you don't want to let go of. Those those moments, you know what I mean. You yeah, know, even always. even at the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows, there's always those little things in the in, in the in later that you talk about. That you know, the Steven Spielberg going back and forth on a chair, on a <laughs> chair. He's yeah. this camera like right in front of you. Like yes. that's yeah, the, usually it's on sticks, and they're just looking move. at you. And they <laughs> that's he the was, deal. Yeah, he was working. That's awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. So, uh, uh, All Mankind is... Yeah, uh, For All Mankind, November 1st on Apple TV+. Plus. Check it out. And uh, you're still currently working on Perry Mason, but what's the... Uh, when, is, when, that, when is that all... I don't know. My guess is probably... F- I, I, it's going to be a while, My right? guess is maybe next fall, 2020, but oh, wow. it's hard to predict. And he is working on that show with Willis Turner. Oh yeah, yes. Turner's in locations. Yeah, oh, uh, Willis and awesome. I hung out downtown in some um, weird, like gentleman's hotel <laughs> that they were shooting some like scary scenes in. Yeah, to like secure that location. Yeah, well, when you, yeah, when you got to find stuff that's more period piece, that's yep. normal where you're gonna go find downtown. yourself. You go to skank hotels downtown. <laughs> I guarantee you, if I was still running the Herald Examiner, you would have shot that lobby. Oh, There's no for doubt sure. about it. it would, they would have, they would have been in there, pulled up about fifty. Yep. You know, model yeah. T's. Oh, guaranteed. Thanks for coming back. My I, uh, great pleasure. And thanks for having me. I asked you, Brian. I asked to come back because I wanted which to is, promote the show. Which is awesome, by the way. Well, I'm and glad. Thank you. I'm, thank you for having me. I was, I was, and, uh, dude, we do really do, like, I do really sit up when I'm like, holy fuck, I had no idea. Awesome. Because I got to, my, my buddy Santino does that. He doesn't really take it. He's like, I got to work tomorrow. And you're like, what are, you, what are you working on, man? But I don't want to be annoying about it. So I don't say. And then he'll just pop up and someone's like, what the fuck? You didn't even tell me. He's like, oh, yeah, that's a thing I did. And it's like. I, I I appreciate that, you know. I mean, yeah, I do yeah, kind of yeah. wish I knew more, but uh, but yeah. I always like seeing you and shit, man. It's great. Thanks, man. Thank you, John. I appreciate. Yeah, it. and the more you work, and we t- we joked about this, but the more he works, the 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 um the more star studded his uh, uh Christmas parties become. Yeah, I'll that- have a, a couple of weirdos from Perry Mason there, hopefully. <laughs> so who knows? Come by, hang out. Ooh, yeah. yeah, introduce yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nate Cordry, everybody. Thanks, bring guys. scripts for their brothers. Yes, bring along. <laughs> I can all pass right. it along. I can pass it along to Rob. That's all. All that being said, I'm happy to send your script to Rob. So just <laughs> DM me on He's Twitter. just getting inundated <laughs> piles of shit. He's like, uh, please stop. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Thank you for coming back on. Thank really you. appreciate it. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe 